Hello boys and girls. At the beginning of this week, I had a client who was supposed to come on for coaching and they didn't. And I sat there, it was Monday, 10 a.m., sat there, my coffee in my hand, Skype all set up, ready to go, and they never came on. And I thought, what should I do with the next hour? Because I've got this hour booked. So um, I sat there and I thought, <clears throat> you know, rather than like checking emails and chatting to people and doing all the usual stuff, I thought, what? Just for a minute, let's give it 10 minutes, just to have a think, how do we get to the point of what it is that this project is about at the moment and, and get to the point of the objectives that we've got here. So I sat there and I was thinking about complex PTSD, which as most of you watching this already know, is a kind of post-traumatic stress disorder that you get from, uh, it often comes from childhood, but not necessarily, that you get from being in a very demanding, very abusive environment where contrary injunctions are thrown at you regularly under the threat of some kind of sanction or pain. Basically, it's highly stressful and uh, it traumatizes the person, traumatizes the system, but it's not based on any one particular thing that you can point out. So we call it complex. We say it's complex um, post-traumatic trauma or a, or a traumatic stress response. Your adrenaline gets dysregulated. Your perception becomes hypervigilant. You have a general sense of anxiety, helplessness, depression, and frustration, and you don't know why. Um, and you also get emotional flashbacks. So I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about it in the context of my clients. 90% of my clients are women who've been involved in abusive relationships with men. So um, at this point in time, if you're a woman who's coming out of an abusive relationship with a man, I'm pretty up on these things at the moment. Um, that's that, that's becoming my speciality, which was never my intention when I started this project, but it's fine. You know, um, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, so I was thinking, how do we cope with complex PTSD in the context of the customers that I've got? And one of the things that came across my radar was the concept of toxic shame. So I'm going to give you two things right now that will help you to deal with toxic shame because as I looked around, I saw a lot of chat around toxic shame, but not much in terms of practical usage. There are two exercises that you can do. Um, any way of treating toxic shame has to create a compassionate dialogue and some form of externalization. So the two tips that I would give you in terms of principle are create a compassionate dialogue about the event. So that, that could mean literally talking to a therapist or a coach or a counselor and talking through the events that created this toxic shame, describing them and having somebody who's not insane, not neurotic, not a control freak, not a borderline narcissistic manipulating bully like the person who created this toxic shame and you must have been um, and, ha and talk through it with them and that's been proven to work. And the other thing is any kind of externalization. And you could say, well, talking to a therapist or a coach is externalization and you'd be right. Journaling is also an externalization and so is doing exercises where you speak out loud. So those are two tips in principle form for how to deal with toxic shame. Externalize and engage in compassionate dialogue. There are two exercises that I describe. The first one basically is you go to a shaming experience from childhood and uh, you write what the experience was and then you write down what you wish somebody had said to you right after that, sh that shaming experience had occurred. Somebody could come along and just say to you, you don't need to, it's not your fault. You don't need to listen to any of the injunctions that were just given to you, all of those commands. You can just go ahead and delete them or whatever it is that you think would have really helped you at that time. It might be just somebody coming along and saying to you, that was wrong. What just occurred to you was wrong. And then what you do is you imagine an authority figure or somebody whose opinion you respect actually saying that to you. 
Um, and, you know, part of the exercise that's described there, it's not my exercise, I didn't create it, I got it from somebody else that's referenced in the blog, is you actually say those words out loud. The second exercise that you can do is, um, is, is another way of creating a, a dialogue. And the dialogue that we need to create, the, the people that we need to be dialoguing within ourselves, the parts of ourselves that we need to create a dialogue with, are the person that you were when you experienced that toxic shaming, abusive trauma, and whoever was doing the abuse. So if, it, if you got it from childhood, then you need to talk to the inner child. If you um, uh, were an adult when it happened, then you need to talk to the person you were when that happened, that part of you that is that person. And the other person we need to talk to is the abuser. <clears throat> and you think, well, how do I do that? Why would I do that? You've internalized the abuser. You've internalized the abuse. Most likely, if you're carrying this and it's a problem for you and you're getting emotional flashbacks of, to of where you feel overwhelmed with toxic shame, you're carrying that abuse around with you. So um, I've, I've called that, as you'll see in the, in the blog, um, the shaming voice. So you're carrying the shaming voice around with you that keeps you trauma bound, uh, that keeps you limited, that keeps you frightened. The effects of being trauma bound or, or, or sorry, of being trauma bonded, of being shame bound and of um, trauma bonded to feelings of shame <clears throat> are you will have a tendency towards codependency. You will have a tendency towards porous ego boundaries when you take on other people's problems of your, as your own. Tendencies towards people pleaser syndrome. Um, tendencies to be fearful of intimacy and uh, um, a tendency basically towards emotional dysregulation um, also sometimes described as being on the spectrum for borderline personality disorder. So these are very uh, pertinent things uh, for those of you who've been following this channel and those of you who've done coaching with me. Um, we're all pretty much coming at it from a very, very similar uh, cluster of, of, of issues. So um, hopefully you find that useful. Externalize create compassionate dialogue and have a go at those two exercises. One is where you actually create a dialogue with the shaming voice and you externalize it. So instead of the shaming voice running around inside your head, you speak the words out loud. That's pretty cool because it gives you the opportunity to hear how crazy some of the injunctions are. And it gives you the chance also within the exercise to fight back and to assert yourself and say, I'm not lazy, useless, stupid, ugly, disgusting, blah, 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 whatever the shaming voice is. Um, and then you've got the other, other exercise where you actually go back to a specific incident and you allow yourself to reparent, to be the parent, to be the parental figure in that scenario and come along and say, okay, here is some kind of moral guidance. Here is some kind of moral structure. They shouldn't have said that to you. They shouldn't have done that to you. What they just told you there wasn't true. What just happened there is actually a crime. Um, had it been reported, the police would have come and taken up. All of that can actually be very, very helpful and can do a lot of really, really good healing work very, very quickly. Okay, I've waffled long enough on that subject. Thank you very much for your time and your attention, and I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you.